Hi guys, I'm Lynn, and we're back in the set two questions for the 36 questions that lead to love. Nabubulali. 36 questions. Hi uh, friends, I'm Kat, and we are about to set uh, the starter set, question 13 to 22. So they're pretty personal. Very I hope personal. you don't find it so mushy. But they're pretty personal. Um, really encouraging. I'm really encouraging you guys to take a look at these questions and maybe answer them for yourselves or answer them with your partner. It's it's um a kind of a reflection or meditation thing that you can do for yourself. That's true. All right. So let's let's number 13. If a crystal ball could tell the truth about yourself, your life, the future, or anything else. What would you want to know? That would be easy. I mean, given the situation I am now, that would be easy. I think what makes or breaks a life is whom you spend it with. So that would be your life partner. I want to know who is the person I would have to spend my life with. A life, the life that I would want. Mm interesting i would probably if this is unlimited question crystal ball i would want to know something about myself Mm -hmm. um because maybe i need to to hear something that would push me push me to be more productive and more creative and maybe more more uh, like somebody who'd work with intention and also the future, like how would my future be like, um, career-wise, family-wise, um, yeah, that is. Uh, I think everyone else would like to know how their future is going to be. So, um, I would also add. Sorry to be sorry. Yeah, yeah, that's uh, that's about it. What is it? It would also be nice to know your purpose, like yeah. if. If you align the life you're living right now with the purpose you are supposed to be doing, that would be a very well-fulfilled life. There's no struggle because you're just going with the flow. What had been aligned for you to do ever since, right? Yeah, yeah. So that's uh, that would be really something. I think this kinds of information would be um, life-changing. If you know what is your future, or you know what your purpose is, or you know something about yourself you probably need to hear or you probably didn't know, that would propel you to be a better person. That would be really nice to know. We should have this crystal ball. Like All right. One. <laughs> Number 14. Is there something you have dreamt of doing for a long time? Why haven't you done it? I... <laughs> <laughs> uh, it looks like there's a lot very difficult to answer these questions well while you were thinking that i think i would like to answer this mm. um right now there's i'm on my way of i'm in the process of doing it but the things that i've dreamt of doing for a long time that i already did was number one move to a different country where no one knows my name and i did it practically twice in italy and uk so that's a good thing. And number two is publish a book. <laughs> so I already did it too. Number three is I'm doing, well, I'm striving to do. So yeah, got. Well, uh, 
I'd like to open a gallery and I haven't done that because I'm still in the process of making something up for that gallery and I'm not working on it because um, there's work and this is kind of an excuse which is lame. There's work and there are home chores so maybe it's priority setting and maybe maybe it's telling me actually like how I really want to do this. If I really want to do this I would have to make time for it. Um, and also um, I've dreamt of really actually traveling the world like exploring more Asian cuisine, going to the beaches of South America, um, going to the place of New York. Um, but they're absolutely not possible right now because um, of COVID. So that's why I haven't done it. But I kind of I kind of somehow did it 2019 because we traveled around Europe. But I felt like that wasn't enough. So it is a lifelong dream to actually travel the world and learn a few things about different cultures. That would be awesome. This is interesting. All right. All righty. Um, number 15, what is the greatest accomplishment of your life? Oh, you know what? What? what what's funny is that most people I know tell me that they think my greatest accomplishment is, you know, successfully getting my PhD abroad and blah, blah, blah. But I think that my greatest accomplishment in my life yet is knowing my self-worth like through difficult processes difficult trials i realized that i'm worthy regardless of what i and what i don't achieve and regardless of external validations so that's my greatest accomplishment knowing that and accepting that is my greatest accomplishment that's actually a strength you you would have for your life um greatest accomplishment i think was um braving it to come to a country where i don't know anyone okay. so um a, a young age i would say a young age but i was i was 23 um yeah i think um doing that and knowing that it is for yourself also, it is for your family, but really, it's more for yourself. Um, it's kind of empowering. Yeah. It kind of made me like a go-getter. Like, set your goals and um, see how realistic it is and see ways to achieve it. Yeah. It started with that, like, braving it to go come to a country who um, where I don't know anyone else. So, I think that's one of my greatest achievements. It's just a different... Uh, a feeling of accomplishment mm-hmm. it's a, it's a it's more than the feeling of accomplishment a feeling uh, or of finishing a bachelor's degree or of of being able to stand up in a surfboard after an hour or so or it's a different kind of feeling i guess yeah and you are very brave because you're just 23 i yes i, was I think you're the same mm-hmm. age as my sister when she flew to new york to pursue her bachelor's in nursing you were the same age yeah yeah i guess i was more more curious then so i'm kind of actually hoping i'd get the same bravery 
throughout. Um, when when this COVID thing started, some some setbacks were here, some depression set in. So I'm kind of like looking forward to that person, or gaining back that person. So that I feel that is why I feel more that that is my greatest accomplishment. Yep. Anyways, number sixteen. Wow. Um, we got. <laughs> um, number sixteen. What do you value most in friendship? This is important. Um, do you have an answer for that? I would probably say um, loyalty. Oh, we have the same answer. Um, there is a huge thing about loyalty where honesty is in there, where trust is in there. At the same time, um having that interest like that best interest for that person like it's a combination it's kind of a mix of things loyalty it is really important i think because it's very hard to find somebody who would be there for you all throughout even though you're tired of them they're tired of you they're still loyal to you you know what i mean you don't have to always agree you can always agree to disagree and debate your ideas and get to a heated argument if you have to, but they remain loyal to you. That's I think that's something that's important. I'll just have, for I'll just have to add a few things to that. Aside from loyalty is quite important in a friendship. I think as we grow older, we become more busy with life and some quote-unquote friendship requires constant communication which we can't do most of the time Mm -hmm. so what I value with my friends with my close friends is that even though we don't talk for five years when we talk again it's as if like nothing no time passed because we both understand that we have lives aside from our friendship bubble Although it yeah. would be nice to have your friend in your close bubble, but it's not possible most of the time. So mm-hmm. that, and number two is that a friend, a loyal friend who always have your back. Because based on my experience, a lot of my quote-unquote friends are backstabbing me for the things that I was able to do and accomplish in my life. So it's an ego thing for them. But some of my loyal friends, they fought for me without me knowing, like, like mm, trying to defend me and stuff so it's it's a, it's a very important trait in a friendship and a very likable one too yeah why are we so serious yes <laughs> number 17 what is your most treasured memory okay i have a funny one i have a very funny one i think i was in my mid-20s and me and Mama were making her favorite um, buko pandan salad. And you know, she has the pandan jelly, right? You have to like slice it after it gets cold. Yes. And I was trying to make her laugh. I put a very long jelly inside my mouth and then held it like this and told my mom, Ma, I'm a lizard. And then like slurp the entire jelly <laughs> inside my mouth because it's green jelly. It's a yes. long green jelly and it looks like, looks like a chanya. And that she just laughed, like laughed like crazy. And it was 
a very nice moment because without inhibition, without anything, she just like laughed and I never seen her so candid. So that was amazing. Yeah. So I was just like trying to make her laugh and she, she laughed. So I don't know. It's a funny thing. How about you? Um, this is hard for me. Um, Maybe you have a lot of Joshua memory, which is good too. Yeah. I do. Um, <laughs> oh, it is, it's taking me time to answer this. Uh, a treasured memory. A treasured memory was maybe um, when I had a really huge reunion with my family uh, mm. on the mother's side. Because that usually never happens. And I don't know most of the people, but it's kind of nice to see a whole family you haven't seen and you don't know exist. Yeah. I was I was probably grade four when this happened and it never happened again. So that was something I would probably have to like really put in mind because it's almost impossible to do that again. I have a few um aunts and uncles and my grandfather and grandmother passed away. So um it was something because we are so far, like it would take us more than 24 hours to travel to go to their place. Um by land, by sea. Or, yeah. And by air, <laughs> so 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 pick whatever it is, but you will have to do all the three. Um, yeah, it was it was a different kind of reunion, I would guess, and it's also in a farm. I haven't I haven't. I'm a city girl. I I would like to think I live in a suburban area, but um, it's very city like. So it's a different kind of um experience for me to actually have a reunion and be on a farm and all that stuff so maybe that one all right it's a good one it is a good one but it's kind of heavy i think <laughs> yeah because i know the story behind it so yeah mm -hmm. number 18 what is your most terrible memory oh my god okay maybe i would answer this in a different way like, like one of my most embarrassing memory which never left my mind by the way um um i was so tired i was doing a practicum in my nursing out when i was doing my bachelor's in nursing i guess i was in second year and we have to do um an eight hour duty uh work and and then we have paperworks to do and then we have journals to do and then we have exams um so I'm like literally around sleeping around two or three, four hours, something like that. If you get four hours of sleep, you're lucky. So um, I have to ride a bus or a, a jeep, a jeepney, uh, a transit. I, want, I have to transit from home to the school. And um, by the way we are seated, it's like how, how you would be seated in, in a line, right? In a jeep. I don't know if uh, there's no jeep here in uh, North America, so I don't know how they're gonna gonna. Um, so you're seated side by side, and you can lean your shoulder on on uh, the person beside you. So what happened is I was super super tired, and I accidentally fell asleep, and I put my head on a guy's shoulder, and that's not the worst part. I was drooling. I was that tired. Is that would so do, yeah. Oh. Yes. Uh, so now, now I put my head on on a guy's um a guy's shoulder, 
And then I slept. I think I'm snoring at the same time. And I have open mouth. I'm really like drooling. <laughs> I'm drooling. And this is a stranger. And um, another, in, another fact in this is that he was with his girlfriend. Oh my gosh. Yes. So I'm, I'm like, I'm on his shoulder. I was drooling on his shoulder. And he was so polite. He was so polite. You know what? He woke me up when he was about to uh, disembark in the jeep. Oh, so he let you sleep on his shoulder. Yeah, he let me sleep oh, on his nice. shoulder and put saliva on his shoulder. <laughs> that was so embarrassing. You know how like when you sleep on um accidentally sleep on your desk and there's a paper in it, and then when you wake up because of the saliva, you have the there's paper a full of drool. Yeah, it's that sticky, and I'm like, my whole my whole cheeks and my neck is like wet. I'm like, I don't even know what to do. So, um, because I was so embarrassed. It, well, they went down the jeep and all that stuff. I said sorry. I like literally just said sorry and then stared at them and then pretend I'm sleeping again <laughs> because I was so embarrassed. I'm like, I don't care. Yeah, we'll sleep. We'll sleep. We'll sleep. <laughs> that was, I think, one of I my think most. I think you that to Kuya too. I I know, but it's less <laughs> embarrassing for Kuya because he's my cousin. Yeah, that's I true. Mean, it's still embarrassing, but. Still, like doing that on a stranger with his girlfriend, uh, I I bet that girl's really mad at me. <laughs> but uh, the the he's such a gentleman, that guy. Yeah. Kudos. Yeah. So shout out to Kuya who let me sleep in his shoulders, on his shoulders. I can I have a pass on this? I refuse to answer because it's so terrible. I'll okay. Just have a pass on this. Okay, number nineteen. Number nineteen. If you if you knew. That in one year you would die suddenly. Would you change anything about the way you are living now, and why? I'd probably stop procrastinating. I mean, uh-huh. there, there are times when we procrastinate too much. I agree. And, and of course, knowing that you're gonna die and your time is limited, you'd throw caution to the wind and do everything you wanted to do for the longest time, right? Mm-hmm. That's how normal people would react. Get your affairs in order. Those kind of things. Ikaw? Um, I would change a little bit. Like, um, I would have to travel back to the Philippines and risk like the COVID thing because I'd need to see my family because they're all in the Philippines. Um, I think I would still work for their sake. Mm-hmm. Um, I think I would be less procrastinating too. That's true. <laughs> like, I, I know that I can be more productive than I am right now. But I'm actually excusing myself from, like, all this um, self, um, how do you call it? Um, like, forcing myself to be more productive. Because it's being counterproductive in a way that I can't do anything because I want everything done. So I'm like, okay, let's do this chill. Whatever you finish, whatever you finish. But if I know that I would probably die soon, I would probably visit a lot more places. And probably bring my family and spend money with them. The neighbor is using their leaf blower, guys. I'm sorry about that. Oh, I can't really hear it that much. So. Oh, really? That's good. <laughs> number 20. What does friendship mean to you? This is very close to number 16. I think friendship is like family, right? It's a family that you have like from other mother or father. From yeah. Anyway, it's an extension of family, I think. 
Yeah, it's a family. It's a family you chose. For me, friendship is kindness. The world is tough. Mm-hmm. Living is tough. Yeah. So if you have a friend, you have a kindness. You have shelter. You have your home. You have a your place to recharge. So I think that's what friendship means to me. Number twenty one. What roles do love and affection play in your life? Love and affection. I think you grow well in a place where there is love and affection because that would make you feel you have the power to do anything else. Like everything else that you wanted to do. It's a kind of support too, right? Love and affection. Also, I'm a kind of person that wants a person to be effective and expressive. And I'm lucky I have a partner like that. So it's it's a kind of nourishment, I think. For me, strength. One word answer for me today. Number 21 is what ro- roles do love and affection play in your life? That okay. is um, strength for me. Strength. Strength. It definitely is strength. Yay! Finally, you guys, you're on our last question. Last so, three. Last three last questions three. for set, set two. Um, number 22. Alternate sharing something you consider a positive characteristic of your partner okay we can answer that right yeah well i I can give a few characteristics about my partner he's he's very dependable he is funny like crazy funny i don't know what he does but he does whatever he does is funny um he's very caring he's very um sharp when he like he speaks the truth uh no holds barred he would say it even though he knows that it would hurt you because you would need to hear it. I think that's a positive trait. I don't know. Oh, well, he's, he's really kind and generous. For some reason, I used to think that I am a generous person. But when I met him, like I know he's generous. And I know that because I thought I was generous, but I wasn't. He is generous. Mm-hmm. All righty. Sweet. Mm-hmm. Number 23, how close and warm is your family? Do you feel your childhood was happier than most other people's? I guess your family is pretty close, Ate, but in a different way. Like, you're you're more direct, I think. What? Your family, you're like, there's a really good direct communication between you you guys. So, you're pretty close, but in a different way, I think. Yeah. Your family. The best way to answer number 23 is... um. We were raised to survive. That's it. I know a lot of people were raised with love and affection and those things. But for us, we were raised to survive. That was pointed out to me by my my flatmate back then. And also because my parents were both busy making a living. Both of them were. And so we were just practically with the nannies. But would you consider that it's a happy childhood somehow? Over 10 maybe. It could be, yeah. We were provided with everything that we needed. So in that aspect, it was... In terms of provision, yes, it was. But I guess in every family or parent, there's no such thing as perfect parenting, right? That's true. That is true. Our families, or my family, like my mom, dad, and my two siblings, are pretty close, but um, we're the type that doesn't, talk every day but i can always send them like a funny meme or something out of the blue and we will talk or i can call them and we will probably talk or not talk 
um and then we can talk about anything else whatever they want to talk about i guess um my childhood was happy in a way that i know i have dependable parents i i know i'm safe something like that we eat i have in school i would have wanted other things but i know that i am blessed as it is yeah that's um true. yes because my mom and my dad had um a harsher childhood that we know and i that's that's why we kind of appreciated what they're doing for us so i did have a happy happy uh childhood also because i have two brothers right um when you have brothers you have trouble so <laughs> so we always i always have and end up with something silly with something silly with my two brothers which is i'm not thankful for i kind of miss it every now and then now we're 24 you people how do you feel about your how do you feel about your relationship with your mother cool my mom and i are close like i can cuss in front of her and she's like yeah yeah that's true and because we we think the same way most of the time so sometimes we understand each other in a level that me and i could only understand each other or in the in the wavelengths that we both think um there are and i always i always call my mom to the point that stop calling me i'm watching my drama or sometimes if I visit her, like, I fly intercontinental just to see her. And she's like, what are you doing here? Get a life. Yeah, that's me and my mom. That's funny. Uh, me and my mom. My mom's very rational. She's very dal-dal. Mm-hmm. Um, she always has this way of making you feel like you can talk to her about anything and everything. Um... Yeah, we're pretty close, but I haven't. I did not grow up with my mom, and mm-hmm. that's okay. That's okay. I'm okay with that. I th- I guess um she hasn't really like she wasn't really not not there when I was a kid because there's there's internet, there's um Facebook, FaceTime, and all that stuff. Yeah. Um, and Skype. So the, she didn't really miss much, but the physical presence. So I I guess we're we're pretty close. We're pretty close. My me and mom i wouldn't say she knows my favorite food or that's that's more dad <laughs> I'm, I'm, I'm lucky that that dad is um affectionate type yeah he's not really reserved of and he's pakailamero and that's how he is <laughs> so so they actually complimented um if you ask me like dad is more like the mom and mom's more like the dad Oh yeah, that's a perfect. Of most people, yeah. of most family, yeah, yeah. But um, mom has this way of like making you feel you can talk to her about anything, which I really, really like and appreciate. Yeah. So there you have it, you guys. Another twelve questions that are actually very personal. I don't know if this is getting twelve difficult questions for you guys. Yeah, but. You should take a look with these questions, try to answer them, try to answer them on your journals, try to answer them with your friends or your partner. It would help you realize and understand your partner and yourself too. So that's yeah. true. Still have one set to go, so stay tuned. See you later. And see you later. Bye.